grave danger. Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. The other day I gave thought to this idea. Maybe the Chinese are on to something, you know? I mean, they, they don't seem to have a problem with 10% running the rest of the country. Maybe they just figured that, you know, the way that human nature is, is that most people just won't succeed. You know, no matter what you do for them, no matter what social programs, no matter how you try to help, at the end of the day, people are just going to be people where inherently uh, many people are lazy. It's always the 80-20 rule. Or in China's case, the 90-10 rule, where 10% of the population lives pretty well. And it's not that different from in America. We have a shrinking middle class. I've, I've watched it shrink in the last 20 years. I see how it's much more difficult for young people getting into the workforce uh, and, and being able to afford to, to get a place to live, to save money. I know 20, 30 years ago when I was young and getting myself established, it also was a challenge, but you, but you made it happen if you had the freedom to do so. And uh, the way you did it was you decided which path you were going on, which I did, and you stuck to it and you do whatever it takes to get to that, uh, that path that you want, whether it's in radio, whether it's sales, you want to be an actor, you want to be a musician. But it doesn't work that way for everybody. Some people give up. Some people, they they try. Luck just doesn't work for them. And it's just the way it is. They fall back. and then. But today, it's even more challenging. That's why I think we see so many people that are homeless on the streets, if you think about it. They're, they're, those are the people that didn't make it. Those are the people that got stuck up in the system. Something went wrong. Maybe a string of bad luck. Maybe a little addiction problem from an, a car accident. People never get their lives back. And that's why I think there are so many social programs, because those social safety nets are there, and at least in our country, to help people. But that group of people is getting larger, and the people that are helping them are getting smaller, hence the middle class. I know that Mr. Biden likes to go on and talk about how the rich need to pay their fair share, but I, I, I'll tell you that the 1% are paying 50% of the taxes, and that doesn't seem fair to me. The only method that works is to have a robust middle class, a way for people to jump out of prosperity or from poverty to prosperity. That's always uh, been the key to a stable civilization. And the way to get there is that you have a good home environment where you can raise your children to have good, strong values, ethics, a sense of service and duty to their community, to, to their neighbors. 
And it's sad because there was a report that was out today that I saw that said that 78% of people believe that the children have no future to look forward to. Here it is. It's the Wall Street Journal NORC poll. It says that most Americans are not confident. Oh, let me stop this. Oh, that's funny. A commercial advert. Most Americans are not confident that their children's lives will turn out better than their own, according to a new Wall Street Journal NORC poll. A survey asked 1,019 adults between March 1st and the 13th and further showed that Americans are becoming more skeptical about the value of a college degree and revealed record low numbers of people say that overall they're not happy. NORC is the National Opinion Research Center. It is a nonpartisan research organization out of the University of Chicago and has been asking Americans for more than 30 years if life will be better for their children's generation. This year, 78%, 78% said they do not feel confident that will happen. Isn't that something? That's the highest number since the organization's general social survey started asking that question back in 1990. The survey also showed that white respondents were more likely to say that they are not confident than were black or Hispanic respondents. One of the reasons people are worried the next generation will fare worse is because they're worried that a college education won't necessarily deliver the economic success that they are accustomed to or that they would normally expect. And about 56% said a four-year degree won't make a difference because people are graduating without specific job skills and in significant debt by the time they get out of college. Oh, it's so true, too. 42% of respondents said it's worth getting a college degree, uh, and that number is slightly ahead. No, slightly down. 12% of those responding to the survey said that overall, they are very happy. 12%. So here we go. We're getting close to that 10%, right? So maybe that's just the way it is. Maybe that's just how the numbers roll when it comes to the human species. You know, I've often given thought to the fact that, you know, you look at a place like China and it comes up more and more. Uh, because they are 1.3 trillion people. So they imagine if every city in the United States, just like that overnight, quadrupled times four. You got 200,000 people in your city. You wake up tomorrow and you got 800,000 people in your city. It's crowded in China. Everybody over there, everywhere you go, it's just constant crowds unless you live out in the rural area. Uh, so 12% of Americans said, that they're happy. That's that's a headline for you. But is it just because we're having a we're smack dab in the middle of a presidential uh, career of a man who is seeing the final days, uh, and maybe he just doesn't have a good grip on things, and it's pulling everything down? Oh yeah, you know it is. It's gotten so bad that Congress felt like they had to go and 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 create a bill just so that parents would have rights. That's, that's how shameful it's become in our, our great experiment known as the United States of America. You turn your back on teachers that you entrust with your children's education, 
And you look away for a minute, and the next thing you know, they're teaching your children all about gender fluidity. And you know, the it's interesting, in a lot of households, I know that, like, for example, our local news, they portray it from the progressive point of view, which is they portray it as a don't-say-gay bill. That's how they refer to it, the so-called don't-say-gay bill. But it's not a don't-say-gay bill. It never was a bill to infer that a homosexual teacher couldn't express that he has a partner. That was never the issue. Oh, that's what they would like it to be. That's what the LGBTQ would like, is for you to think, oh my God, there's just parents out there that they just don't want their teachers to tell anyone that they are homosexual. How shameful is that? Those Republicans. But that's not what it is. It never was that. What it is and what it's about is the parents' right to know what their children are being taught. Now, I I had three children ushered through the fantastically orchestrated uh, but awfully shameful education system uh, paid for by U.S. tax dollars. And I know, and I remember one time when my daughter in, I think it was either 10th grade, so she would have already been in high school or in the last year of middle school, uh, and they, uh, the teacher had them keep a diary, and we weren't allowed to see it. And I think enough people objected in our little community where they stopped doing it. But that's a very strange thing. You give your, your teachers uh, you know, permission to teach your children, and they say, okay, uh, what I want you to do is keep a diary and tell me everything that's going on in your life. But don't tell your parents. Now, what kind of crap is that? That should never happen. Now, you know, Victor David Hansen, I think, said it correctly a few weeks ago. He wrote a car- an article about this. What's happened in our public school systems is that it used to be if you were a teacher, it was sort of a low-key job. And, you know, it was just part of the fabric, the social fabric of America. And then around the aughts, you know, the new century with social media and everything else, for some reason they became empowered with this idea that they were supposed to teach children how to be empowered and teach children how to go out and be little activists. And so the teachers themselves became the the activist mentor, and they became empowered to teach children social justice. And that made their uh, their career much more exciting. You get up in the morning, and you're much more excited. And it's just, that's what's happening in our schools, is the teachers have become empowered, And they've been given permission by the progressives who run the deep state education, the Board of Education. And they say, yeah, go ahead. We want we want students to be be taught about social justice. It's important that they learn about social justice because this way they can grow up and they can be little activists for progressive movements. And that's basically what's happened to our educational system. And it's a tragedy because I remember when my kids were coming home from college learning about astronomy, but they weren't learning about astronomy. They were learning about greenhouse gases. Somehow they managed to bring greenhouse gases into the astronomy class. And I just thought, well, there it is. There it is. They're always going to be able to find out how to turn something uh, into a a social activist cause. And, And that's the poison that is circulating in our school system now, and it's circulating among the children as well. And now we have a parents' right bill that tries to offset that. We'll talk more about that coming up. Speaking out, America.
do want to remind you that the website is speakingoutamerica.com. That is also the name of the program you are listening to. And I'm your host, JR. The website is getting better and better. I hope you'll have a chance to stop by. We archive all, all of our shows, plus we have new articles posting up all of the time. This is a good time to support uh, independent journalism because uh, most mostly what I see in the independent side, if you want to know the truth, are people who have a similar mindset that we really need to reduce the size of government and the government uh, is reaching into every aspect of our life with greater and greater frequency and it's out of control. It is out of control. Uh, it is w- w- The good news is we're over the hump and we're less time away from the next elections than the last one, and which means that there's a real hope that we could, you know, put some equilibrium back in our country. And it starts with things like this, Kevin McCarthy, the House Majority Speaker, and uh, the Parents' Rights Bill. Here's this. Patient, and to actually know what the reading material is. Democrats believe that was extreme. Democrats didn't believe that uh, in this bill we say parents have a right to be heard, that they should be able to go to school board meetings and not be called terrorists, that they can have a say, but Democrats thought that was too extreme. Parents should have a right to know where their tax dollars are being spent in the schools, the budgets, but Democrats thought that was too extreme. In this bill we protect the children's privacy, that the data can't be, be sent around, that parents should know what they do with it, but Democrats thought that was too extreme. We thought parents should know if there's any violent activity on campus. Not just to your child, but to any, so you'll be warned. But Democrats thought that was too extreme. Today was a win for every mother, every father, but most importantly, for every student in America. And, and, the, and the way that the media will portray it is the don't say gay bill. <laughs> That's what they'll do. It won't be called the parental rights bill. It'll be the anti-LGBTQ bill. And that's all, always how they frame it. Because, see, they want your children to be exposed uh, to their progressive ideas. Uh, th- that's, a, that's a foregone conclusion. And, frankly, it's, it's, it's quite embarrassing. My opinion now, I used to have a very high opinion of teachers. Because, you know what, I had a lot of great teachers growing up, and they were pivotal in my own life. So I and I know it's not easy. I've spent time being a substitute teacher, and that's not easy. Uh, and children today have a far more aggressive attitude toward teachers. That's why they get shot sometimes, and they get attacked, and they get beat up, like you saw uh, not long ago about that six foot tall, three hundred pound student who beat the hell out of his teacher because he took because she dared take a a Game Boy away from him. That, you know, that is a, you know, in these inner city, I I feel challenged and I feel bad for teachers. But the problem with teachers is that they don't get the support sometimes that they need from the administrators. And there are too many administrators. That's the problem in Los Angeles with this thing that's been going on now for a week. Uh, Yeah, you you know, you got to pay those janitors a fair rate. You got to pay those cafeteria people a good rate. I, I was shocked to find out that they were making you know, almost poverty wages. You know, the teachers, you know, they get paid well, they have good pensions, they get good medical, they get three months off a year, they can sideline, they can side hustle, they can do a lot of things. And I'm not saying it's easy, but, you know, you took a wrong turn. If you're a teacher and you're in there trying to proselytize LGBTQ because it makes you feel good, 
you need to do a self-check and think, what, what on earth possesses your mind to think that you have a right to go against or not against, but to go contrary to the wishes of that parent, the parent of that child? No one gave you that right. That's not why you teach. What you teach is so that that child, according to this poll, so that they grow up and they can be productive members of society. And when they get out of college, they can go on and have fruitful careers. You know, I, in some ways, I'm not surprised about this poll. I think, you know, in many ways, maybe America just became too successful for our own good. The, you know, there was no struggle. No struggle. If you grew up in the middle class and you had parents that worked, both of them employed, and you didn't see them that much, and you were allowed to just go to school and do what you want, and everything was paid for, and when you get out of college, you think, oh, my God, I've got a great job, and then it's not there, what do you do? You run back home, and you live with mommy and daddy. Uh, you know, it's, it's just that's the culture that we have today with young people. They have a different attitude. You know, my parents were old enough to remember when things were not so good during the World Wars. My grandparents certainly knew it. They were tough. Uh, the grandparents are tough. I mean, we're so nervous about life. We've even got a secretary of energy in our country who's afraid of gas stoves. Did you hear her today? Here's Jen Granholm, our secretary of energy, who also used to be the governor of, of Michigan. And she's talking about the dangers of gas stoves. The gas stoves that would be impacted are high impact, high, excuse me, high-end gas stoves for the, you know, the more ex most expensive gas stoves. And the reason why they were, uh, they were found to be inadequate is because in many cases they have very heavy grates and the burners can be an oval shape, which causes uh, an excess amount of natural gas to be emitted relative to the pot. No, we can't have on. that. We can't have that. Can't have extraordinary amounts. What is the word she used? We found that it was inefficient. We found. So they actually had to go and grab some experts on natural gas coming out of a gas stove. Are there such experts, I wonder? What? Uh, an excess amount of natural gas to be emitted relative to the pot that's on there. I mean, that's some real science when you're thinking about the gas emissions of a gas stove relative to the pot. And by the way, those heavy burners, those are made out of iron. A cast iron. And the reason is because cast iron can withstand great temperatures. That's, you know, but maybe she doesn't know that. Um, maybe there's a lot that Jen Granholm doesn't know about how uh, natural gas is natural for a reason. It's called natural gas because guess what? The earth produces a lot of it. So much so that we could actually live on natural gas were it not for your, I, I saw a commercial today. It was for propane gas. And they uttered the lie, someday we'll be completely powered by sustainables, which is completely false. And But they're, they're pushing propane gas, which is a form of, of gas that burns, and it's very useful, and it's very cheap. But it doesn't come from sustainables. You know, propane is not a sustainable. It's a fossil fuel. And man, that came in handy when we uh, had our hurricane I tell you what, there's no way that this town that I'm in that was devastated by a hurricane six months ago would be back to darn near normal for most of us if we were having to do it on sustainables. It wouldn't happen. So we're going through a cycle. 
Uh, but man, what what's happening in France? I mean, people over there, this is history. Do I have enough time to play that? When we come back, uh, I'll play you uh, a report that just came out of France today, and you probably have seen. It's a revolution going on over there. They are in the midst of a revolution, uh, and, and I'm not kidding you. It's um, it's it's a, it, it will make the history books, and it's all over retirement funds and, and pushing the retirement age back two years. I think there's something more. I think there's a lot of social unrest because Macron is just a terrible world leader. We'll continue. This is SpeakingOutAmerica.com. Speaking Out America, JR. <laughs> 